after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. You, 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 you look young for however old you are. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, as always. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. All right, as you may have heard if you're joining us from the TBTL waves here. This is a crossover episode, so we have a third person in the studio with us, and it is one Luke Burbank. Hello, Luke. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you for having me. I am as excited as I could possibly be. Is that true? As it's, All right. He's pretty excited. You I are really am. excited, I, yes. I, I, that I might be sleep deprivation, though. No, it's that I love TV commercials. You I really love do. both of you. And uh, it's going to be all I can do to not uh, sort of take up all of the all of the, the the airspace and the bandwidth here with my many many thoughts on commercials. Can, can I derail us for just a second and Please. ask you something, Luke? You do. I know you do love TV commercials, and you do. You always. You know. You're always. We will often off air have a conversation about some TV commercial. But where are you watching TV commercials? Because do you even have like traditional cable? I have traditional cable. Oh, okay. Um. In that I, there's somebody comes by in a wagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And they tell me the news of the prairie. Nice, yeah. So they, they have, old, they have a and then they act out the, the latest Geico commercial. Yes, they do. Um, oh, so much to say about those Geico commercials. <laughs> the, have you guys done? You must have done many episodes on the sort of home, like the the home space commercials about like the puns. We, we, yeah, the puns. Yeah. the puns. Have you seen the Angry Birds one? Have you talked yeah, about it? Have but you addressed they've it? They've lost their way. Andrew's got a real opinion on that. They just they, have an they, opinion. It started jerk. as wordplay. Like we, did we have ants, and so therefore, oh, ants has two meanings, and yeah. it's not the bugs; it's the human beings relative that ants. But now they're just like we have a Angry Birds problem. That's not we have a, birds in the attic, and then yeah. it's not the birds that you think it is. Right. Uh, I don't think. Wait, did, are you, would you agree with me uh, on this? I would agree totally so much, and I, 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 I don't understand how the the conceit is so strong that they continue to to pour money into, you know what I mean? Hiring people to be in the commercials that are based on this one kind of wordplay joke that has long since stopped working. I like the premise. I think the Angry Birds one is by far the weakest of the bunch, but it doesn't. I don't feel like it totally violates the the sort of original premise of it. I mean, it it, it it's a, still a joke about double meanings of a of of a word, um, just like the new one with animal from the Muppets. We mm. have an there's an animal. shout out to my friend Helen Hong from Wait Wait who is in the commercial. Oh, really? Is that right? I actually yeah. do. Like, oh, I love we that. have off air commented on She's liking yeah. her performance. She's yes. great. We actually I had no idea who she was, and Genevieve and I have always said I really like that couple's vibes, and yes. she actually stands out in the commercial. Feel like I'm not just saying. I that. agree. Absolutely, I agree. They thought it was going to be animals commercial, but I consider it Helen's commercial. <laughs> exactly. and I think she's much more believable. We have. A Helen in the attic. That's what they <laughs> end up changing it to. So, right. uh, Actually, to, to answer your question, though, really quickly, Veeves, my commercial watching happens during NFL football games. Okay. And then also uh, during uh, murder-related shows that I am have not recorded. So they are on demand from the network, and I am forced to watch the commercials. Because gotcha. you can't skip them, right? Yeah. If you had recorded it, you would fast-forward, though. But you can't always, sometimes your DVR gets filled or you don't think of it and it's easier to just do the on-demand Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, and I recently moved and so it wiped my whole whole catalog of things I had recorded. So I'm kind of back to ground zero on that. And uh, so I'm watching a lot of shows that I remember, oh, I used to like this. And I tell the remote to please bring it up. But then I try to hit fast forward and it gives me that little you can't. Did you switch providers? I didn't. I am so surprised. I thought that these things were actually saved in the cloud now. I would figure that your recorded shows would follow you around because I can access my Xfinity. On, this is so not important. But I can you know, I can access my Xfinity on a computer or a tablet or the TV, and I can access all of those things. You would think if you were moving, that would be a simple service they could provide, that your recordings go with you. Yeah, there were a lot of things about my move that was about one mile within the city yeah. of Portland. That w- things that were surprising to me about the move <laughs> related to the cable, including the fact that uh, I was on the phone with many people who said 
uh, we have no idea why your cable won't work. And then they sent a technician out and he said, oh, it's this very obvious cable that's unscrewed from this other thing that's oh, just right, in a little right, cabinet right. in the closet. And if anybody on the phone would have had that in their kind of decision tree, oh, man. we could have saved everybody a lot of time. All right. So here's what we're going to do today on the show. Instead of having kind of a specific theme like we usually dig into, we, um, Luke, because you like talking about commercials so much, and I had a feeling you're watching newer commercials because you and I are both, all three of us are watching football on Sundays constantly. Um, we're just going to talk about whatever new commercials have been kind of catching our eye. So that gives you the opportunity, Luke, to, to jump in with whatever you're seeing these days, except for, I will say, the Gronk commercials because we have covered yeah, that sorry. every which way to Sunday. No, you can. No, I, I'm not. I just I'm mean just I never like, stopped talking on about every, it. On ABTL, <laughs> all of our Twitter. Podcasts. Exactly. Um, I've left you a lot of voicemail messages on ATM about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We don't, we don't play them, but he has left them. Um, also, we are going to check in with the ad council. This, Genevieve, I'm very excited about. I don't think you've read this email yet, right? We were talking about Fago commercials, like old vintage Fago commercials last week. And there's one amazing Fago commercial where they're singing the Fago song on a boat. Right. And you and I were like, great song. Why are you on this weird sort yes. of cruise ship looking thing? We have, I don't have a bell. We have an there's answer. There's so many bells. There are so many bells. We have an answer <laughs> to that question. Excellent. And here's a little hint. It has something to do with Detroit, of course, the home of Fago and those Fago loving juggalos. It's not juggalo related, gotcha. by the way, but, um, but, but it is Detroit related. Okay, yes, great. Exactly. I have not read this email, so Turns I'm out it's Kid Rock's boat. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm super excited about that as well as some other things. Now, before we get into the main part of the show, though, you have something that you wanted to sort of quiz me and Luke It's not on. even a quiz. I mean, I'm genuinely curious. These There is a commercial for a product called Shipped, and it's uh, as is the in the parlance of our times, mm -hmm. it's S H I P T. Mm -hmm. So you know, just sort of a, a riff on sure. shipped. Um, and Kristen Bell, who I love, who yeah. I think we all love, absolutely, um, is their new spokesperson. And I'm just gonna, I'm, I'll don't slip, Dak. <laughs> Dax. <laughs> Dax. The problem yeah. is, Dak Prescott and Dax Shepard are too close together Indeed. in my brain. I That's agree. right. So um, I'll just tee this up so that we you know what's happening. But she's standing in the parking lot of what looks like a grocery store. And she's kind of talking about shipped shoppers and almost following around people that she identifies as shipped shoppers in this grocery store and having conversations with them. And I just want you to tell me what you think is what you think the action, the call to action is to the consumer mm -hmm. at, at, based on this commercial? Because I really couldn't tell. And I had, I, even after I went to their website, it took me a little while to figure out, like, what is it that they're selling? <gasps> Carl, look, a shipped shopper. I'm a really big fan of shipped. So I'm here to observe some shipped shoppers so I can learn their secrets firsthand. What is she doing? Oh, she knew when the freshest ones were coming out. She's 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 looking right at a woman carrying a green bag, a shipped shipped logoed bag, and she says she knows when the freshest ones are coming out. And yeah, this I woman already, is. I already feel like I know what this I is, I and I already too. think it's a bad idea. Okay, so so she's picking out poinsettias in the uh, garden section. Of, maybe this is going to be incredibly obvious to everyone but me because I don't live in the modern world. Doing. Oh, she knew when the freshest ones were coming out. Psst. You want to know a fun fact? Shipped shoppers will always go the extra mile. They'll even help you pick out the perfect card for your aunt's 63rd birthday. Wow, that's specific. Shipped. Over-delivering delivery. I'm pretty sure I know. Oh, I'll I, let I, you go I, first. I was actually okay, so wrong. Now it's very clear. To, so, Andrew, what oh. is what is being sold here? Oh, I, you said no. Was there a clue at the end that I missed? Because I, no. what I think this is, is I think this is probably a, um, a a grocery store delivery service or any kind of a shopping delivery service um, so that you don't have to go to the store yourself. These are personal shoppers with the green bags and they're picking out the stuff. Are you going to ding me or are you going to X me? Right? Ding you. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. right. Okay. I... I I started when I heard about it thinking, oh, this is, you know, a, like a, you know, Amazon Fresh, whatever thing. Then when they said ship shoppers always know what the Fresh is, I thought, and this is when I said I thought I knew what it was, that it was maybe a service that indicated on your phone when the freshest version of whatever thing is in the store I was coming in. I think that's what in. threw me also. And I, I, to be clear, Andrew, you're exactly right. And this is also probably a function of the fact that we've never used one of these services yeah, as yeah. much as we do have things delivered to us. I have never um, 
used Amazon Fresh or even Instacart. Well, you know I love going to the grocery store. It's literally one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, you are my shipped shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Shipped, shipped is a service Although that you, you sign up for. you would not let me buy flowers at the grocery store. Well, you always pay too much. <laughs> um, you got to go to Trader Joe's, and you also you can't just buy the first ones you see. You have to really look. Um, but you're right. So these shipped, shipped is this service that is like it's advertising itself or it's promoting itself as kind of a concierge level mm-hmm. type of personal sh- personal grocery shopping where you don't just, for example, on their website, it's like if you were making fried green tomatoes, you wouldn't want somebody to just buy you red tomatoes at the grocery store. So like mm. that's why she makes the point about the very specific birthday card at the end. Like mm-hmm. you can order, you can tell your shipped shopper uh, what you want and they'll go do the like due diligence of getting the perfect poinsettia or the per- or the perfect card for your grandmother and you don't have to worry about getting something that's sort of close to what you ordered and I can understand the appeal that I bet it's pretty pricey to have that level of service yeah as a person who's ordered groceries delivered I don't do it a ton but not because I don't uh, you know like convenience or like wasting money it's because I just don't cook at home as much as I should but with the times when I have, you know, thought, oh, I want to make this tonight, and then I try to go on one of these various services, very often it, the thing you tried to get is they can't find it, or it's a different thing, and and I, no shade to the people. I have been sitting recently in a not to bring everyone of the uh, after these messages audience too far into my life, but I had the experience recently of sitting in a fairly down market dive bar playing a uh, slot machine thing in Oregon and having the person next to me have their phone wake up and go, oh, someone's trying to have me do a uh, hello, whatever it is, you know, Instacart mm-hmm. order. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, this is a bad one. This is a bad one. This is a bad one. The people that are delivering this stuff are working their tails off. And I don't blame them if they can't find yeah. the exact, you know, heirloom thing I want. But it is. But if I they think- work for shipped, you can blame them. Because that's right. what they're signing up for. Right. Because Kristen Bell told me it was okay. <laughs> All right, let's now. Anyway, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. And now it makes more sense in my head. But just watch. Just, I can't explain. It was like my Gestalt sense wasn't working mm-hmm. or something. Like just I've seen that commercial nonstop. It's been on whatever something I'm watching, maybe Hulu or whatever. It's been on heavy rotation, and I just couldn't understand who was the shopper in this well, scenario. I think that's a. But I think that that's a valid question, which is. Is this is is this kind of very I would think narrow subset of people who want to pay a premium to make sure that the sixty third birthday card et cetera is so perfect? So we're ordering the groceries. We want the Cadillac service of the grocery delivery, and right. this is I guess what this they've done some math on, and they think it's a business. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of these new commercials that are catching our eye lately. You're the best of I may have a new love, Genevieve, a new commercial love. What were the commercials I was just so gaga over a few weeks ago? How could I have already... I dedicated a whole segment to my new favorite commercial campaign, and I've already forgotten what it was. I don't remember. I'm but you sorry. But kn- you remember that I did it, right? I think well, so. Well, that's the thing. This new campaign has made me so blind to whatever my old commercial love was. And you just showed it to me this morning. You've actually been telling me about it. Um, and this is a JB Smoove centered commercial, but not those God Caesars. damn Caesars sportsbook commercials, yeah. which make no sense. And also talked again, about it. under, under use, underutilize. Yes. Uh, just a wide variety of talented yeah. people. Incredibly How did you talented make people. This making... So much less than the sum of its parts. I agree. Oh, you got Patton so Oswalt, you got JB Smoove and it just, they don't really work or hang and together. Else, you have other famous people sitting around that, um, that they, they yeah. have indoor. Halle Berry is in it. Halle Berry. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even remember. Manning that. brothers. The Manning brothers right. as well. Yes. Exactly. That's so right. the whole Manning family. Anyway, and it's yeah. just their Cooper so, makes an appearance. <laughs> so convoluted yeah. and so bad. But these are these my comparison. This is how you smooth. It's so it's so <laughs> they're so elegant. They're so economical. It's a wonderful campaign. And it's for a product called Just Egg, which is a vegan. Uh, I have been egg. seeing posters have for you? this in Portland. And I have been intrigued because it looks like, okay, I, I like eggs. I don't generally eat meat. 
I would like to have something that tastes like an egg that isn't made from a chicken thing. Luke, you couldn't have teed this up better because, boy, are these commercials for you. <laughs> these are a series of ads. JB, the voice you're going to hear is JB Smoove narrating uh, these each of these these spots, and the the premise in each one is that um, he's talking about a scenario in which someone who is not a vegan is using these vegan eggs. And you're seeing them use them, and they do look very appetizing. They they look very much like a scrambled egg, mm-hmm. basically. And they're 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 shown being cooked and put into egg sandwiches and things like that. The one that caught my attention that I was seeing in the wild is about this woman named Kelly. Kelly's a young woman. She's attractive, but not like she's sort of relatably attractive, right? She's not a bombshell. And we're in Kelly's kitchen. She's wearing her pajamas. And um, standing next to her in her kitchen shirtless is a very hunky dude. And this hunky dude, as JB Smoove will explain to us, is a mm. vegan. And Kelly is making him like a frittata or something in her little skillet with this just egg stuff. And he talks about why she's u- like, you know, what are her motivations here for using a vegan egg substitute? Okay, Kelly, I see you. After years of swiping right on the wrong dudes, looks like you found the man of your dreams. But there's just one thing. He's vegan. But it's all good because those eggs are made from plants. Now, Kelly, are you eating just egg to join him in his mission to fix a cruel animal-based food system? Heck no. You're eating those eggs because they're delicious. And I mean, come on. Look at that dude. (laughs) I see you all smitten. Just egg. Really good eggs. Now, I will say... What I love about that commercial, that like that's my least favorite of these, mm-hmm. um, only because I think the other ones are are just funnier. Yeah. But one of the things I love about that is the the way they found uh, like a weakness in the marketplace, yes. right? Like they've advertised to people who don't eat meat or meat related products or animal related products, but now here they are saying very specifically, like you might just want to have them on hand if you're a person of a certain age who's out on the scene. Yeah, you know what I mean, they're I like love these eggs might help you f. Yeah, exactly. And if Which you see eggs, this their dude, original slogan, I think. If you yeah. get get a look at this dude, we'll post it to the Facebook page. Um, I would. I guess there was no question what you were using for the show pick this 100%. week. One hundred percent, he's worth a non-animal product. Yes, egg. Certainly. Do you think if I stopped eating eggs, I'd look like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's his only his <laughs> only reason he looks like that. So this next one is. I love this one so much. Is so good. Um, this is another character. This is just just one guy. He's waking up. His name is Wayne. Again, uh, JB Smoove will introduce him. He looks pretty wrecked. He's pretty hungover. He's like hydrating this morning. He's like kind of looks like he had the woke up from the night sweats. He's, you know, not clean shaven. He's just having a rough morning after a wild and out last night. My man Wayne got real twisted last night. (laughs) But respect goes out to Wayne. Instead of crying in a shower like he normally does, he got up and made himself a bomb fluffy egg sandwich. Now, does he care that these delicious eggs are made from plants and he's making a healthier future for humanity? He don't give a damn. This man is just after some tasty eggs. And if those eggs just happen to be good for the world, so be it. Just egg. Really good egg. That sandwich looks great. It really does. As we are recording this, uh, we were in the nighttime, uh, not unlike the uh, TBTL night shows that we had done earlier this week. I know we're putting this out on Wednesday in the daytime, but... I would kill both of you for that sandwich. <laughs> no offense. And I love you both. But I would murder people for that sandwich. It looks so it good. Looks they so really good. make these eggs look good. Yes. And, you know, they're they're serving the eggs in this in this context where it kind of doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? When you have a little English muffin with, like, I don't know what other toppings around there, a little sausage or maybe fake meat sausage patty yeah. or whatever, and then a little square of egg. Like, yeah. I bet you never even know whether or not that came from a chicken. Who get, Like, yeah. this is working on well, me. Well, yeah. Not to... Uh, get too deep into the kind of like you know fake animal product stuff but i've always found that the the fake meat and fake other things that are based on the most processed version of meat are mm-hmm. the most reproducible so starbucks has this breakfast sandwich that has like a you the know, impossible breakfast sandwich and it tastes exactly like the other thing because the other thing is trash oh, it yeah. slaps it's, it's all, so yeah. good i just had one the other day yeah. for the first time that is I the, love the, it like what they haven't perfected yet is a filet mignon sure yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Like, exactly. but on the other end of the spectrum is 
American cheese, which I love. So whatever the you know vegan version of that is, and then things like sausage. Sausage. Mm-hmm. They yep. can even nail that. Ground, even ground meat they're oh, getting really good at. Absolutely. I eat a lot of Impossible Burgers. Yeah. yeah. And then we have one more of these. You like this one too, right? This one's very funny. This is a mom, busy mom with two um, kids under five and, you know, with the ensuing chaos, she's trying to get them to eat breakfast uh, while she's on the phone and dealing with a million things. It is too freaking early and Jay here is making scrambled eggs for Tommy. And it's got to happen fast or it's going to be crayons for breakfast. Now, Jane doesn't give a damn that those eggs are made from plants. And she's creating a more just food system for Tommy's future and the planet. She's just happy she found something a one-year-old likes more than crayons and boogers. No! Jane, these little kids is nasty. Just <laughs> eggs. I love that Really line. good eggs. I love it. One quibble. One quibby? I'll give you one quibby can for I have, quibble. Can I have a quibby amount of time for my quibble? <laughs> yes. A quibby for your quibble. Let's call it a deal. They used the crayon eating joke twice, and I know what happened there because I've never, I will never be a JB Smoove, and I'll never be in a commercial of this profile. But you will they, use JB Wentworth. They used, it's my crayon, and I want it. Now, they, they had him riff a whole bunch of stuff. And they did the crayon joke at the beginning, which made me laugh. Like, you better get this food to this kid or he's going to be eating crayons. And then later they had him riff it again. And the ad agency fell in love with this crayon joke and they used it twice. And I just think it was one time too many. Mm. I don't know. I Like, for one thing, the kid is obviously, I guess he has to do the riffing over the, the footage that he's watching, right? No, you'd be surprised. In my experience, again, not... Because the be, kid is eating crayons. Well, well, right. But I'm just saying, like, it's gilding the crayon to me that they... <laughs> he The joke happens twice in the voiceover. And you'd be surprised. There are they, they call them wild lines. And they, I bet you that they had J.B. Smoove do, like, a thousand wild lines. And they just loved the crayon joke. And there was, like, one person, probably a dude... Who was had decision making power and was just like in love with the crayon joke? The, I I, they so you say that they um, will do improv on voiceovers. This sounds so written to me. Well, what happens is you read the script as written, and well, first of all, JB Smooth is not there when they're filming the commercial, reading over it. Right. They Obviously. write the script, but then they do a thing where they say like, "JB, just have some fun. Just kind of let's just, do some wild lines. Just look at this." Look at this commercial that you're going to be voicing. Or don't even. Don't like, even. After you've tracked it, then they're just like, just have fun with it. Just turn the script over and have some fun. Anyway. And then and then you just start riffing and riffing and riffing. And then they go like, oh, can you say the crayon thing again? Say this about crayons. And then they keep doing it. And then the agency, or really the editors at the production house, then they present it to the agency, piece it all together. I just thought it was one too many crayon jokes. I'm sorry. I don't mind the cra- the crayon callback. The crayons and something your kid likes more than crayons and boogers worked for me. All right. I especially like uh, him calling them nasty kids. That was Jane. Great. Your now, kids is nasty. Now this next one, I don't even know why this is on the list. I mean, it's on the list because I found uh, one of these two commercials. I'm going to play for you, kind of delightful. Um, but I don't know if I ever saw this in the wild. This is stamped from earlier this spring and summer, and they're these Dr Pepper Zero Sugar commercials. Now I know that both of you are big. Coke Zero people. Yeah. Genevieve, you used to be a... Hold the Zero. Oh, but no, both of you also had the same thing, not diet, not Dr. Pepper Zero, but you guys also used to argue that diet Dr. Pepper really was closest to the real thing it's as the, far as... Uh, before the Zero, before the era of Zero happened, yeah. I would say that the of the of zero. straight up diet sodas, mm-hmm. diet Dr. Pepper was the best option. And now yeah, they have these, agreed. you know, zero sugar. Just like I have not tried Dr. Zero. Pepper Zero. Yeah. I have tried Mountain Dew Zero, which is very good as far as those go. It doesn't taste like the real thing, but it's pretty good. Very hard to find, though. Have you explored the zero sugar kind of branding space on this show? No, we uh, that would be an interesting place to go, though. So the, the zero sugar thing has come on in the last few years as a... So diet, you know, Diet Coke, Diet diet whatever that took on a certain connotation yep and so they wanted to say it's this thing that you love but it doesn't have as much it has no sugar in it but what i noticed is like uh zero sugar coke now is the same color as the other Mm. coke it's hard to distinguish it is and i have made that mistake at many a 7-eleven and and also diet coke is also trying to rebrand or re I don't know, reinvigorate its image. Diet Coke has a whole campaign right now based on nostalgia. Right. Andrew and I have talked about it a fair amount. It's it's a mixed bag, but it's like, in essence, ultimately I think it fails because it's just like a stupid premise. Like, 
it's like drink Diet Coke because your mom drank it. Drink Diet Coke because old people drink it. Drink Diet Coke because there was another, oh, nerds drink it. And they were just Ugh. like, yeah, it's and not it's just, just really for nerds. Reductive. It's just like, what do you, but it also just, it had no bearing on reality yeah, well, at no, all. Exactly. Like nobody's right. going around being like, oh yeah, Coke, that's the nerd Diet drink. Coke is for nerds. What? Yeah. Like, Nobody said that. No one said that. I throw Diet Coke at nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that but these, that's the whole problem. This is where the technology sort of outpaces the branding, which is Diet Coke was a thing that they could do that didn't have as many calories as regular Coke. So that was many years. People developed a taste for the thing that was Diet Coke. Then you actually invented this way to make a thing that tastes exactly like, almost exactly Pretty like close, the real thing. Yeah. And now you go, well, what do we do with Diet Coke? Well, it's for the nerds, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess so. Those damn nerds are going to their Comic-Cons and drinking Diet Coke. That's kind of what the commercial is. It is, yeah. yeah it's pretty um, bad. So this Dr. Pepper Zero commercial, I don't know if you would have seen this in the wild, Luke, because again, I don't think... I, I don't have, have any memory of... I'm looking at a kind of a freeze frame yeah. on the computer right now, and it doesn't ring any bells. And I'm going to play two. I think this particular campaign only had these two commercials, and the second one is the one I find delightful, but they're kind of narrative. So I'm going to start with this first one here. And um, the premise is... The people at Dr. Pepper sent some researchers, just locked them into a laboratory back in 2005 and said, come up with something that has zero Hmm. sugar but tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. And so where we pick up the storyline here is these people are emerging years Hmm. later uh, saying we have succeeded and here is what we're bringing. And they're carrying these cases of uh, Dr. Pepper zero sugar out of the vault. In 2005, Dr. Pepper sent three flavorists into a vault to perfect the impossible. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Today, they finally emerged. We did it! 23 flavors with zero sugar. What took so long? Huh? What took so long? We I the- should probably mention here that there's, of course, a bunch of press around. This is a big mm-hmm. press moment. And so that's a reporter asking that question. What took so long? Huh? What took so long? We sacrificed years process. in the vault. I haven't seen that. my family in 16 years. Now suddenly, we're, as one of the researchers says that, and this is where I think. Oh, that guy playing that researcher who says, "My fa- haven't seen my family." He's in. He's everything. everything. I was just actually about he's to try to see if I could of, find his name. He is. He is an everyman. He's, but he is the middle-aged everyman. There's a everyman ten years older than him, who, I, he's currently in a Popeyes commercial. It's like Popeyes on demand, and he's in line, putting in his Popeyes order. You know. By way of the yeah, app or he, something. He often plays exa- exasperated dad. He's in that commercial that we talked about, Andrew. Who's our favorite guy? Glasses and mustache. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's from Better Off Ted. Yeah. The so there's a commercial with him where this guy's like carrying a bike past him on mm-hmm. the stairs. Oh, yeah. That's him. Right, yeah, right. He's okay, been just, he's, he's really locked down yeah. that, that job in the commercials. So here's where I feel like this commercial sort of, I mean, it's not a huge criticism for me, but it's sort of like you already had the one established joke, which is you guys are emerging and the press wants to know what, we, what you came up with. But then it sort of takes a, a kind of a left turn here in the last 10 seconds where this guy says, I haven't seen my family in 16 years. And then he sees his adult son and his other family members kind of break through the press scrum and kind of surround him. I'm not even really sure where this goes. My boy's become a man. Here, son. It's perfect, Daddy. It's worth it. The zero you deserve is finally here. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty good. And his son is sort of like, looks like, you know, he's an adult man now, but pretty shaggy and wearing a T-shirt. And you know, his hair. Yeah. Things didn't turn out as great for his son <laughs> exactly. in adulthood as we'd hope. Maybe if he had been around, you know, maybe if he had been around. Now, that actor's name is Johnny Sneed, by the way. Oh, nice. And we're going to see him again because now here's the second commercial. I like this one. I don't know what it is, if it's just the timing, if, if, if it's the mumbling of the uh, researchers at the end. But now the um, three researchers who came up with this uh, Dr. Pepper solution are sitting behind a table taking questions from the press. OK, things are a little bit more calm now. But then... Um, a man stands up and starts talking to the woman scientist or the woman researcher, and he is holding like a bouquet of dead flowers. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, oh, so this is where you disappeared to in 2005. This is why we, we apparently didn't go on a second date or what have you. After being locked in that vault for years, we've finally done it. Dr. Pepper, zero sugar. Uh, Ralph? So is this why you never texted back? Yes, that's why. <laughs> I would have understood. <laughs> Mm. Oh, it's perfect. I know. I made it. We made it. We made it. it. She made it. 
group project. She made it. Is this the guy? <laughs> Your that is so many jokes in 30 seconds. It really I does. love it. But it doesn't collapse under the weight of the jokes. No. Like sometimes that happens, right? The timing, they let it breathe, like, yeah. and the looks of everybody. I'm really impressed with And clearly with the that. discussions that have gone on in the vault this about, the about this guy who she was more than happy to be locked away from. For By the way, that guy years. is also in a lot of things. Oh, really? Her would-be paramour. Yeah, he looks um, familiar, too. Um, I was actually going to say about the first one that I was impressed at how much plot they were able to fit in economically in 30. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I do these like 30 second promos for Livewire and my job is mm -hmm. to just say three names. Yeah. And I'm constantly going, I can't get fit yeah. this in. <laughs> yep. This person wrote a book and the book has a four letter, a four word name. The, the amount of plot that that first commercial sets about, it is, we put these people in a vault a long time ago to do this thing and it took too much time and it was probably not worth it and it destroyed families but it was kind of good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like no, I, that all happening and working in 30 seconds is is really good. When a commercial can tell you a little story so economically and at the same time make a point about the product, I really am in awe of it because so often we see it fail. We see one of those elements fail. Oh, right? yeah. Either the story's incoherent or the story's good and the acting's good, but the plot, but the pitch is... Right. confusing or non-existent or it could be for any product we were who were we watching the other day oh yeah we did it we talked about a commercial where the premise is um you have a bunch of skydivers die jumping out of a plane oh my god and they just say like and i honestly i think it was like for um it's like a muffler service or something yeah it was and some it, sort of car related it was service. like a car related service and it was like who's the best muffler service it, or do you think you know, Joe's muffler service is the best muffler service in town. And then the skydivers jump out of the plane and form the word yes with their bodies in the in the air. It was for interstate batteries. Interstate batteries. Oh show, I know we already talked about this on ATM. But it's like... Because it could be for it's, any question. And it's also so clear that like somebody just knew a guy with a airplane and a bunch of skydivers because... Or somebody knew a guy who had an... Uh, Some stock footage. A skydiving troupe that had spelled yes. Yes. Yeah, who can spell yes because they're not even like, all... But they had already spelled right. it for a pepperoni factory. But like, there's no yes. coordination. Exactly. You would think that like they would all be wearing the same flight right. why, suit, or, or there would be something visually. Why would it say interstate battery on their flight suit? Yes, exactly. It is just so bad. Is interstate, the best battery in the world. We say yes. They don't know what they're saying yes to. Well, the underside of the plane could give us a hint. It said something Dallas. <laughs> interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. You know what? That's it. This is where I think after these messages takes a real turn into investigative journalism, because I think what you need to do is Dallas, yeah. you need to zoom in on that plane and then also find all the other commercials that have used that. Who owns that footage? Right. And how did they have the sort of foresight to just have these skydivers do this dumb thing and then to just... I would assume kind of license it out to a bunch of places that would like the affirmative answer to help promote their business. Right. That's a good eye on you. There's some place called Skydive Spaceland Texas, or I'm sorry, Skydive Spaceland Dallas. And it did say Skydive Dallas on the underside of that. This could be it, although I'm seeing different looking planes on the But website, I bet you that there, my guess is there are a few commercials, maybe regional mm -hmm. to Texas, where the answer is, Skydive, yes, yes. yes. Exactly. And maybe if there's anything else, they, maybe they can spell no if they have f if they have fewer divers and like right, you know. Right, right. If Greg should, doesn't should you show. go to another battery service provider? No, right. We say no. Right. Question mark. Should you go? Should you not not buy our batteries again? No, may maybe. Maybe what? wait. What? You know, I haven't talked that Two much. Two people falling is a colon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, colon. Something else. I haven't talked that much about this, but, um, I, you know, I never even followed up with the listeners on TBTL, but I guess I'm remembering this will be on TBTL, so I will say that I was not chosen for jury duty, but I was part of the the, pro, the jury selection process. What's, what's the French word? Voir dire. The voir dire. Um, and, uh, and so in that process, we had the prosecuting attorney, who was, you know, asking broad questions and it was all via Zoom. So it's kind of like if you feel X about a certain thing in the world or if you feel this certain way about if a defendant did this, how would you feel about it? Raise your hand, you know? Mm -hmm. And so some people would raise their hand and if you raised your hand, then the person would ask some follow-up questions to you. And the prosecuting attorney was great and the defense attorney 
was so bad at communicating. Really? I could not. I mean, the isn't like communicating kind of like the. I mean, I guess not. There's a lot that goes into representing somebody, but being able to communicate in a courtroom is incredibly important for a lawyer. And all of his questions were like, if a defendant didn't not <laughs> tell someone that he wasn't going to not show up when he clearly didn't say he was never going to show up. <laughs> Wouldn't you have to acquit? You're like, what? what? You Wouldn't you have to not, <laughs> yeah. not say he was not guilty? You, I, it's just a Skinner, and can't like, you say yeah. anything like a normal person? Sadly, the answer is <laughs> not, not yet. At what point did it that lawyer's astounding. suitcase fall open to expose a skull and a spider web? I believe in a half-eaten Lionel Hutz I apple. I was pretty bummed. I looked him up later because um, you asked me, Genevieve, I told you that story and you asked me if he was a public defender and he was and it bummed me out. Out. Yeah, like, that oh, yeah. that's the least surprising news we I've heard all week. Yeah, I had yeah. the thought. I didn't want to derail us, but my yeah. guess was public defender. That's and, a bummer, and, man. And let's just say, with absolute peace and love, to people that are public defenders oh, that might yeah. be listening yeah. to this, you're doing God's work. Our friend Pam was a public defender. I mean, we had close. Well, close she was friend. a public. She was an investigator for oh, the you're public right. defender. Exactly. No, I mean, yeah, you're doing no, God's I, work. I, yeah. I have nothing but. Um, respect for public defenders and I we should be paying them more yes we yes. don't pay them enough and so you do end up with a few Lionel Hutzes sure. in the bunch right yeah exactly right. um okay it's something like teaching where it's you guys were both hoping I was gonna go here <laughs> it's something like teaching where it's maybe one of the most important things to a civic society functioning and it's one of the things that we value the least oh, and God. then at times we get what we pay for mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. true I look at it kind of like uh, the Israeli-Palestinian crisis. Uh -huh. right. <laughs> and I was hoping that you would kind of set me up for my... That's I good. have a tight 12 minutes on Gaza. <laughs> um, Vives, Guillermo's in a commercial. I didn't Guillermo. see this until you threw it on the show sheet. I, so Is this are, what we do in the shadows, guys? Are, yes. yes. Are you watching what we do in the shadows? I'm not, but I know about the legend... Can I just say this very quickly? I know about the legend of Guillermo the way I know about the legend of Cousin Greg from Succession. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch either show, but I know that these two Fan actors favorites. Tr uh, transcend the yes. show to where I now know about them. Absolutely. And Greg also is deserving. I'm, I'm kind of shocked we haven't seen Greg pick up some mm. ads. I wouldn't. I would watch for that, actually, because he's having such a moment. Yeah. Um, Guillermo, so I, if you're not watching what you do in what we do in the shadows, please start. It is so good. There are now three full seasons uh, available, you know, through FX or Hulu or whatever. Um, it's it's honestly the best sitcom that's like that's new out right now. It's so funny. It's about these um, four vampires that live in Staten Island and they're human familiar slash bodyguard, who's played by this actor Harvey Guillen, and He's and heart and and this as the only human in the in the show, he provides a kind of like um, it's kind of done of him in a mockumentary style, kind of like The Office or something. And so, uh, Guillermo Dela Cruz is his character's name, provides kind of like a you know, a, a, an everyman perspective on these incredibly like out there characters. And he's always very put upon and, and abused by them. And it's he's super funny, and the, the actors just so phenomenal and so i was so excited to just like turn on the tv and see this geico commercial i don't love it's with the geico gecko which is uh, honestly the worst of the, the worst of the geico commercials typically yes. is the gecko and yes. I, I i i like they've done so many great ads and the gecko is almost always the worst one but this is great so harvey is just sitting on a leather sofa in a sort of nice looking but not overly fancy looking apartment or home uh, he's got a container of what looks like Chinese food open in front of him. And he's not explicitly playing Guillermo, but I think he's doing a little bit of a, his vibe feels a little Guillermo, which is a little bit like stumbly bumbly, kind of tripping over himself, getting getting himself into awkward word tangles. Yes, a little sheepish, a little, yeah. and, uh, but charming and, and a little bit awkward. And I think the commercial... Probably we can pick it much, up from there. Yeah, he's yeah. just having a conversation with the Geico Gecko on his sofa. Who, for some reason, is sitting on a sofa because nobody ever explains what, how or why the Gecko gets anywhere. <laughs> huh. Is that true? Geico's been saving folks money for 85 years? Yep, that's right. Wait, so if Geico's 85, that makes you... Are you asking if I'm 85 years old? <laughs> I mean, sea turtles live to be 150, so... <laughs> no, I, I, I was not. Do I look 85? What? No! 
you don't, you look young. You, 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 you look young for however old you are. Geico, saving people money for 85 years. You look, Sweet little charming commercial. You look young for however old you are. Have you ever gotten yourself into that situation where you guess the wrong age on somebody? Well, you do that once. Yeah. It's like... It's, and then you just say 25 for you everyone. just go, oh, 29. And then they get to say, it's my 15th annual 29th birthday. Right, exactly. exactly. I've right. seen that commercial before, and I did not put him uh, together with the the, fo- the guy from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. But I, that it reminded me of how much I don't enjoy the, the gecko oh. commercials. And again, that's not on the actor no. who's yeah. the human. Is there... There's no way that there's even a slight another layer of comedy about the age of the gecko in that vampires are immortal. That's probably a reach, right? Because the vampires are like a thousand or something. Well, they're whatever age. They're they're however old. Uh, they were when they got bitten. They well, yeah, or however long ago it was that they got bitten. So there's one who's like from a Victorian era and mm-hmm. one from like the sort of like almost like the the horde, the Mongol hordes era, maybe. Anyway, I I don't know if that's. Uh, like an implication or a or a reference there, it didn't it didn't jump out to me, mm. um, but I just it made me look up Harvey Guillen because uh, I was sort of curious about him, and uh, he's a really interesting guy. He's a he's a queer actor. He's like been featured in Out magazine, and he's just like a really charming guy. Mm. And he gave this like interview, and I think GQ or something, where he talked about where he got the acting bug, and he I think he grew up kind of kind of poor and like not destitute, but like you know, from a very working class family. And Annie, the musical, came on TV Mm. and he saw them all cleaning and, you know, doing the clean, you know, doing the hard knock life cleaning Mm -hmm. song. And he told his mom, he said, I always have to do the cleaning like that anyway. I just wish I was an orphan so I could do it on, so I could do it on TV. (laughs) That's what every parent wants to hear, (laughs) right? you know, I think we should probably just move on and, and check in with the ad council here. But one thing, I'm going to quiz you on something, Luke, that's just popping in my head. Genevieve, I think you'll know this because we discussed it a long time ago. But Luke, do you remember who voiced the very first uh, Geico Gecko? The first Geico Gecko. Did he have, was it Paul Hogan? No. Was Did he have an uh, Australian... What it, what is nope, it? Is it British? That's what the is I the Gecko's Austra- accent? British? I think it's Australian now, but it wasn't originally. I think it's just. I think we, it's, we've been around and around this block. I think it's just British. Oh, right? is it just British? I don't know. I, I thought, but it, I, I thought it was I know. this. Okay. Did the person die or did they? Because I mean, you know, Gilbert Gottfried was the mm. Affleck duck. Right. No, it wasn't a scandal. I think that they booked a famous person to do it, and I don't think that they thought it was going to run that long. Yeah. And so I think and it, it wasn't was a British be a person. It was, it was Cindy Lauper. It was not Cindy Lauper. Well, I'm out of guesses. It was Kelsey Grammer. Oh yes, it abs. Who I have said. Along with John Lithgow is the most British seeming <laughs> uh-huh. American actors. Yes. Yep. So they got super close and they said, like, let's go full Brit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the original one. This is very I actually 90s, remember right? I remember the days of, of of Kelsey Grammer doing it. And I believe so here I don't even remember what Because he was the, supposed to be posh. Yeah, yes. he was just supposed to be posh, and so this begins with him at some um at a podium giving mm-hmm. a, a press and, and he looks so the gecko is animated and looks so much different back then. Oh, okay. gecko. This is my final plea. I am a gecko. Not to be confused with Geico, which could save you hundreds on car insurance. So stop calling me Geico. Doesn't even really sound like Kelsey Grammer, but I think that's him. Okay, can I also say that's the only one of those commercials I've ever seen that I like? Because it's 15 seconds. And because it makes sense. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) There's a premise. Yep, the premise. That's good. I would like, hey, effective. Yep, you're absolutely Man, we've lost our way. Yeah. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, let's do this. Let's check in with the ad council here. Genevieve, a couple of follow ups to our show last week. Our show last week, Luke, was I guess the theme was about kind of second rate brands. I don't remember how it got in my head, but like, okay, so you got your Cokes and your Pepsis, but then you also have your Shastas and your Fagos, right? Craigmont was uh, a biggie in my life. Oh, what is that? It was just kind of a, a, a 
what do they call it, generic brand that oh. was available in the Northwest? Maybe it was it attached to a store? I think it might have been Safeway. It might have been Craigmont Country. Oh, never heard of it. But yeah, exactly that kind of thing. And I think we that's why we were talking about Hydrox the mm-hmm. other day. Um, and anyway, we were talking about... Um, these sodas and listener Mike said all the second tier soda commercials from this week's show has me thinking about a favorite soda ad from my youth. It's for a cherry soda called Cheerwine. Now you're nodding, Genevieve. Are you familiar with Cheerwine? Oh, Have course. we already talked about this? Well, I don't know, but I grew up in the South, and oh. it's a it's a, a soda that you can get typically more in the Carolinas than in Georgia. But I've but certainly excuse had me, it. it's called Cheerwine. Yeah, but it's just a, it's just it could a soda. Have been, was it somebody's name, maybe, and they just I, called Cheerwine Soda? Yeah, like, I don't who know. knows? But, but you are absolutely right. It's a cherry soda called Cheerwine that's only available in the Southeast. The premise of this ad is that people from New York are smuggling Cheerwine across state lines. Now, I grew up in upstate New York, and I would go on a family road trip every year to visit relatives in South Carolina, and we would often bring back a couple of cases of Cheerwine. So we were basically playing the part of the mobsters in this commercial. <laughs> Upstate New York. New York. <laughs> trying to riff on an upstate Utica. I couldn't even think of an upstate New York City. Um, all right. So let's take a listen. This is a incredibly low budget commercial. And the premise is it's an investigative news report. Cherry different soft drink. Are northerners hoarding cheer wine to take back home? Here's our report. That's right. We're at this local market to show you how Yankees are taking our cheer wine. There they are now. Why are you taking our cheer wine? Where in New York are you bringing it? Hey, we don't know nothing about that. We's, uh, we's from Charlotte. They don't sound like they're from Charlotte, Skip. Skip? After you, Stacy! Cheer wine. At the end, the reporter ends up in the trunk of wow. the mobster. Can I tell you something? Economical storytelling for 27 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'm not even it kidding. Really like that, That's actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. it, it really... Uh, and I can definitely hear somebody from the South saying, you don't sound like you're from around here. That so. is true. But there's a there's a real strong, like, um, sort of, I don't know, post-reconstruction yeah. or mid-reconstruction <laughs> right? vibe happening here that's almost a little upsetting. It is uncomfortable. Oh, sure. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. It plays on a like terrible trope. But they fit, they fit a lot into 27 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's I feel a, like they were one one take away from using the phrase carpetbagger. Uh-huh. Now, speaking of these, as Mike says, second-tier sodas, we have the Fago Boat commercial, which I'm so excited to tell you about, Vives. Um, now, of course, we did listen to this full commercial last week, but I don't care. We're going to listen to it again because <laughs> Luke's going to listen yeah. to the whole thing. Uh-huh. I love the song. The first two lyrics are very confusing. We already discussed this. It'll make sense once you get past them. It's just some bad decision-making as far as where to put the lyrics, I would say. Um, But essentially, you just have a whole bunch of people on this big boat, Mm -hmm. for some reason, singing the praises of Fago. Please pause. Yes, all right. Is that the... Yes, guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> He's definitely got that vibe <laughs> that for sure. Pencil thin mustache. Thing. Everybody ready? Comic books and rubber bands climb into the tree. I love wow. that song. Although the song does start off confusing, right? If you don't know what they're getting at, you're like, why are rubber bands climbing up trees? But they're just listing a bunch of things that are associated with childhood, of course. It's 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 weird being a person who only knows about Fago because of Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Yes, right. Not being a Detroiter, the first I became aware of was that they, you know, was they would spray it on the crowd, etc. So to see this version of Fago. Yeah. That was my reaction too. I, I had no it? other context for yes. Fago and I've never had a sip of it. I have. It's actually totally tasty. I would bet it, it they have a million flavors that we were going yeah, it's, through. Uh, like any sugary soda product, yeah. it doesn't it taste like, bad It doesn't taste bad. It's not too sweet because it looks not like it's experience. very sweet. 
Mm, I haven't had the red one that yeah. they're promoting on this boat, but I've had something that was kind of Mountain Dew-ish when I was in Detroit, and I found it to be, you know, tasty. Do you remember what that one was called, Veeves? It, was, it wasn't it was Dew, but we went through all the Fago flavors. And there's they have Dr. Fago, which is their Dr. Right, Pepper right. ripoff, and then there was one that was like Mountain Mist or something. Something, yeah. It was. I mean, just looking at it, you knew that it was the one that was ripping off Moo Mountain Mist. Dew. Moo Mist, yeah. Is that what it is? Moo Mist. So anyway, Veeves and I were like, that's a great song, into the tune, why are they on a cruise ship or whatever the hell this thing yeah. is? Well, it's not a cruise ship. I love the specificity of this. This is from Teresa, who's writing in from Pennsylvania, but says, Howdy, I'm from New Jersey, but I married a Michigan guy. Mm. As soon as you started playing the Fago ads, I knew he would love them. I had never heard of Fago until we met. Fago is made in Detroit and has been since 1935. I thought maybe the boat that you were describing in the ad was the famous Bablo boat that I have learned so much about over the past few years from my husband and his family. We watched the ad and my husband confirmed it. The boat cruised the Detroit River for many mm. years, taking families to Bablo Island, an amusement park. My husband was also super happy to hear the song again. He couldn't believe mm. I hadn't already heard about it. Um, and uh, and she sent a note, uh, or I'm sorry, a link to some more background on the boat. So, so it's this so boat Bablo, that is- Bablo Park or whatever is an amusement park. And Obablo Island, Island is an yeah. amusement park. And the way to get there is you take the Bablo boat. Doesn't that sound fun? Yes. And on we, the if you were River. trying to sell like a soda pop where the message was relive your childhood, yes. you're yes. still there. Like, would you not use that boat? I am into this. Everything yeah. I love. I mean, I know that this is true for communities around the country, but there is something about the specificity of Detroit that remains that I find so charming and I'm almost jealous of because I think of like um, was it, it was the Detroiters was that yeah. the show the uh, Tim Robinson show yeah um, and like that whole thing was based on these these guys Sam Richardson too um, who were making local commercials and there though that show was jam packed full of all kinds of little jokes that only little Detroiters true get local because they're references to other commercials yeah. that aired. I just feel like Detroiters have a have a little club. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I could see that too because I mean it's a city that uh, has been through a lot and yep. has yeah. had exactly. high highs and low lows and all of the stuff in between and like that would really bond you. Yep. And I agree. I also just feel like geographically I mean I guess you could say a lot of cities exist in their own kind of geographical sphere, but Detroit feels somehow like it's very much its own thing. Mm-hmm. That I, there's not anything else exactly quite like. I can imagine if you grew up in Detroit, you are a Detroiter for life yeah. because mm-hmm. it is because, like you said, even they, if you move away, even if you move away, but like that, you it they have suffered so much, but they have produced so much incredible culture and such a storied place in American history. And yeah, like it's a, it's an incredibly. You, it's a it's a unique and special place that I do think there's a magic to Detroit more so than and I say this advisedly than being from Phoenix yeah like there are or places, Atlanta I'll, I'll like right. look I'll mm-hmm. say and, and not that there aren't you know cultural touchstones in Atlanta and, and things and you know people can feel free to disagree with me but it's just not even even a place like Atlanta doesn't have the same kind of um just like overwhelming cultural like le- like doesn't live as large in the interior lives of the people who are from there I don't mm-hmm. think interesting mm-hmm. way to put it I think right. there's a little bit of that with Cleveland and maybe there's some bias there because I'm from there but you know I mean when you're from any place you, and maybe you get to our age you will share ephemera from the past together but I do feel like there's something about Cleveland like I'm getting all these text messages about like Big Chuck and Little John and of course I mean Luke I mean you and Camaro Kev bonded the first time you met over the kind of yeah. old ephemera of Seattle. Minutia of Seattle. So every, every, I think everybody does have it, and I love those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I do think you're right that there's something about Detroit and maybe some other communities maybe maybe that tend to be more hard-scrabbled. I'm not sure. Probably like San Jose. Yeah, right. I was actually Detroit. thinking, I was actually going to say like San Diego. Like it's probably not... Oh, were you being serious? Oh, I was joking. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was, was trying to think of a city to, yeah. that I think has an identity exactly. that's very close to a lot of other cities' identities. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so anyway, um, for the last note here we were in Luke I'd really like your opinion on this because I have been struggling and this was a big thing we talked about last week I've been struggling with these Kate McKinnon Verizon commercials Mm -hmm. because the very first one came out and it was very stylized and 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 she's very kind of stylish and, and and striking and 
I just generally love her and root for her and was happy to see her in a big national commercial. Um, she was playing a character that was kind of big, but, you know, it was enjoyable enough. But as this commercial campaign goes on, her character is just getting bigger and bigger and more and more annoying. And they're giving her the Verizon treatment where mm-hmm. you take somebody that you generally like, you put them in a Verizon commercial, and the next thing you know, you kind of want to kill they're them. They're middle ditching her. That's exactly Precisely. what we said last week. Exactly. Precisely. And this latest, I'm going to play this latest version, this holiday Although I don't version. actually agree with you on the middle ditching. I, I just, I didn't have a... A positive response, but I didn't have the negative uh-huh. response that I know you did, Andrew. I'm not sure yeah, if that's no, what your take was. I yeah, no, Vives to middle ditch that is. Yes, and as a matter of fact, I heard middle ditch. He was actually uh, improvising as a character on Comedy Bang Bang years ago when those commercials were in rotation and, and Ackerman or somebody else who was on the show made some joke about, well, you know, one of those things where, um, you know, you're you're in a role where people start liking you less and less. Nah. And his character was like, yes, I think I'm very familiar with that. And But also that character was supposed to be sort of a, a, a Budinsky kind of character getting in your face. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be a super lovable character. Well, the thing about these is I think McKinnon is supposed to be lovable in these, but like the the comedy is getting more physical. She, I, I think one of the problems with it is it's unclear what the energy or what the emotion she's supposed to be eliciting. Is her in. actual sister in one of them? Have you oh, seen yes, the one I where there's someone? That one. Yeah, I think playing it's probably her, really sister her sister, and I, it was kind of revealed. It, yeah, and what's the point of that too? I bet you it is her sister because otherwise, what's the friggin' point? Of yeah, the commercial? Which, yeah, pretty confused by all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I, maybe I'll play a little bit of this one um, in a second. But Megan says, Andrew, I don't think you're wrong to be annoyed by the Kate McKinnon Verizon ads, but I think your ire is directed in the wrong mm. direction. As Genevieve said at one point, that's not Kate's fault, and she's right. While you were critically in analyzing the commercials frame by frame, you were laughing quite a bit at some of her comedic choices. The problem is the ad wizards. Who writes this stuff? I give props to Kate. She's getting hella money. I agree with that. Like, I'm glad that she's getting hella money. I don't think it hurts her image at all. It hurts Verizon. I don't know if I'm agreeing with Megan all the way here, but Megan says it hurts Verizon. It makes their ad copy so much more obviously bad when they have a big name famous comedian doing that copy as best as it can be done. So what's up with cell phone company advertisement strategy as a whole? Why do they have to pack so much official garbage in these commercials? Because number one, it means nothing to me. And number two, I don't believe the stuff that I do understand. And I got to say, that did make me I can't fully go with Megan on this because I do think that what I'm also reacting to is some of the physicality in these and her getting bigger and bigger with her kind of gesticulation. But also, it did make me kind of go back and re-listen to it more closely. And it occurs to me, so much of this shit that they say in these commercials, you could quiz me immediately oh, afterwards. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell they said. No, with a gun to my head. That I actually even happened you. last yeah. week. I said, they don't tell you what the four services are. And you said, well, they actually listed the four services. And I was like, you're right. I I blanked it out at a certain point. Let's listen to this again. What's better than giving a better phone this holiday season? Oh, I know, I know. Giving a better phone on a better network. How much better? Rank number one in network reliability 16 times in a row better. The most awarded for network quality a whopping 27 times by J.D. Power better. Yeah. And Verizon is ranked number one in customer satisfaction for small business wireless service better. This rounds on me. Holiday better with 5G from America's most reliable network because everyone deserves better. Now, I know I don't care where what anybody's happened to the associates. I don't care where anyone is ranked. Stop telling me that your service was ranked best by J.D. Power and Associates. Well, no, she said J.D. Power. What happened to the oh, associates? Oh, what happened to associates? Oh. I don't know, but I don't care. I don't care. I, associates I do. probably got tired of <laughs> being... Any, is anyone looking for the associates? Part of this dumb thing. Like, does anyone... Has well, anyone ever bought a product because of a J.D. Power ranking? Well, no, but here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to essentially, like, flood the zone with information that makes you later not remember the specific things, but think that's the best of that yeah, thing. right. So they're just trying to confuse you and kind of bamboozle <laughs> you with so much positive information that you don't remember any of it specifically or individually, but you generally think, that seems like a phone that works. But it creates the same mild sense of irritation that I have from those Chevy ads where they just go on and on about some dumb rankings that no one understands or cares about. Mm-hmm. Well, those were J.D. With, Power and Associates. With Boyd, matters. Boyd Potch. Before the associates drowned mm-hmm. off the <laughs> Under suspicious exactly. circumstances. <laughs> I think Christopher Walken was on that boat. Um, Can I say one quick thing? And I, Wait, you're looking at me. Wasn't he supposedly 
recently on the when oh, Natalie Wood died. Yeah, with yeah with yeah with what's his name the. Uh, Robert Wagner. Oh, right. Wagner. Right, yeah, yeah, Wagner's the one that uh, seems ah. to have been possibly, uh, you know, at fault in that. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I apologize for harping on this and, I'll, and for presenting myself as somebody who sort of knows from this industry, because, again, anything I've ever done in the world of ads is very, very low level. But it's interesting something Megan said about the ad wizards who wrote it, because it kind of takes me back to the J.B. Smoove thing I was talking about. Funnily enough, in my experience, it's less about the writing of these things and more about the editing. Because when you get into the making of these things, you film whatever the script is. And then there's so much time, arguably much more time, where you're just trying stuff. Mm -hmm. And then what they choose to use from the stuff you tried is really what defines what ends up you know, being the thing we see as the viewers. So what Kate McKinnon, who knows how many things Kate McKinnon did that were great... But we will never know because the editors, which again are working for the ad agency, that all gets cleared, you know, through that, and then the client ultimately. I mean, really comes back to is it Verizon? Yeah. The fact that I don't remember the company is a pretty bad sign. It is. It it is an extremely weird world until you've been in some part of it making it. What ends up being the thing that gets on TV? And again, it's it's mostly an outtake that you didn't think they were going to use that some person fell in love with. And was like, love that crayon joke. Love that Kate McKinnon doing a like, you know, like squatting stomping. down. Yeah, Today but I, I was doing a the, thing where with, they wanted me to do mind yeah. explosions. Right. Well, she's and I filmed so it, and it will more, be in the thing. She's getting so much more manic. I mean, that's got to be a directorial choice, though, because I mean, the first one she was a very big uh, character who's stomping around. In this one, she's actually seems manic. She's like hyperventilating when she goes to open the little red box. Like they clearly said, like bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah, they're turning the water up on oh, the frog, which yes. which so. have also had happened to me again in a much smaller <laughs> universe, which is okay. The client loved, and the client's there, right? They're at the shoot. So Verizon's there. The agency's there. Her her agent is somewhere. The agency is saying, oh, the client loved what you did in the last one. And they just thought it was so great. And they just, they love that version of the character. And they, like, they don't even say, they were smart enough to say, they don't say in the moment, make it bigger. But then once she's doing it, they're feeding into it going like, oh, that's amazing. We love it even more energy and you just one day you wake up if you're Kate McKinnon I think and you're just being that manic yeah I believe you we got to wrap things up here but I actually want to ask you guys a quick question I don't know if this is a good good way to go out or not but um, can you think of any pitch I mean going back 20 years now can you think of any pitch from one of these cell services Mm -hmm. that you can even remember like that that seems sticky to you like I'm thinking of one right now that I don't totally care about but it was actually a pitch that I, I'll tell you what it is if you don't mind me going first to give you time to think about it the pitch from oh Genevieve I can't even think of which company it is but cricket <laughs> no it's it, I'm tr- one actually, button for when you fall down am, am I wrong about, about it being a cell service it's the one where they say whether you're a new customer or an old customer well they're all saying that now but there's one that they they had the two people coming in and I'm a new customer that's AT&T I, that's AT&T with our girl right. Melena Melena I was trying to remember her name I was trying to remember the yeah. company I was trying to remember all these things but like that one actually it illustrated something to me that I mean like Kate McKinnon says that in this but she also buries it in JP was JD power yeah and you know what I mean? there's so much garbage in the copy that I don't even take anything away from these I do remember even though I didn't like them I do remember the commercial where a new customer and old customer face off because they both yeah. want to get a deal yeah that's an AT&T ad we did talk about it it's from the series that Melena Vaintreb who's been their spokeswoman for a long time is also now directing I yeah. think oh really that's yeah. cool Yeah. Um, and I agree I think that those are cleaner uh, generally speaking than these um, just the copy is cleaner yeah um, I'll tell you what pitch makes the most is the stickiest to me for for any service, and it's not one of the like big legacy ones. It's the Mint Mobile one, which Ryan Reynolds oh, yeah. is just killing. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't know what the sell is there, other than you should, you know, I'm charming, so you should sign up for mine. Like, what is the pitch? It's super it? cheap. Just super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. Uh, this didn't uh, move my needle in terms of buying anything, but the cell phone related commercial that has haunted my life is can you hear me now yeah. <laughs> because i cannot say to someone when the cell oh, phone yeah. becomes problematic i say are you hearing me <laughs> are you you're absolutely, are, yeah. 
Are you accepting the sonic waves <laughs> that, from my voice right, right, into right, right. your ear holes? Is the rest your of my life is buzzing. Yeah, right? no, that, you're absolutely right. And it's very clear. What, okay. And that yeah. is very clear with their pitching, right? Clearer service. Yeah. In, yeah. In a, in it a, didn't it, make me want to buy the phone, but it makes me never be able to say, "Can you hear me now?" <laughs> I yeah. know. I, I'm with you, buddy. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Oh, hey. Some people might be hearing this who actually haven't heard this spiel before, so I guess we should actually... This is a good one to emphasize. <laughs> ...not rush through it for a change. We have a voicemail line that you can call and potentially sing a jingle that you love, maybe from your childhood, maybe from something that you hear uh, constantly now. We love hearing your voice. Give us a call at 607-444-5597. Again, that spells 607-444-5597. We also have a Facebook group. Yes, we are the After These Messages Facebook group. Uh, just just uh, ask to join. I, there's just a couple of questions to prove that you're not a uh, bot or a hacker. I don't know if that's what you would be doing why you would be trying to hack mm -hmm. our facebook mm -hmm. group but just don't i guess uh stop so hacking stop us hacking us come to the facebook group it's really fun it's a really good community there um or you can email us at after these messages show at gmail all right that'll do it luke thanks for doing thank this. you so much for having me can we do this again next year please hey same, same time next year do you have anything you'd like to plug Are you working on anything <laughs> that you'd like the listeners to know about uh, I've recently been cast replacing Kate McKinnon oh, in the Verizon ads. They uh, said they wanted someone more manic, and I am here to deliver. Sounds good. Could you do that a little bit bigger? Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh.